0: Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Lynn Wilson and welcome to Hope for Today and I'm excited you're here and I hope you are excited as much as I am to learn about part two of the gift of teaching. So last week we reviewed about a great teacher and his name was Jesus. We talked about he invested in lives. He he particularly invested in 12 men's lives so that they could take on all the knowledge that he could invest into them and then go from there after he had to leave this earth he left um, a remnant so to speak with them and they could carry on the work and then they in turn pass that on to other people who carried on the work and so on and so forth so we went over a couple of verses last week and i'm going to just highlight on some of those we talked about matthew 28 and it talked about having the authority god spoke and taught with confidence he knew what he was teaching was truth he knew what he was teaching was right he knew he was called to teach this and he had the authority in him he was the authority but we have that same authority in us we've accepted the lord as our personal savior we have the power of the holy spirit we talked about um Well, here's one verse in Psalm 32. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. The Lord will direct you. The Lord will guide you. He's not going to just shove you over there and shove you over here. If you have been born and you're breathing right today, if he's giving you breath today, he has a purpose for you. And that purpose is teaching. In 1 Peter 4, it says, Each of you have received a gift. Now, we've all received many gifts, some stronger in one area than the other, but we talked about last week: the longer we serve him, the longer we know him, the longer we study his word, the longer we grow in him, we should be coming more like him. I've said in many of the podcasts: when people see Lynn Wilson, as they talk to her, they should see the Lord Jesus Christ. People that particularly don't know me, if they met me in a store or they met me uh, anywhere, they should go, what's different about her? There's something different. That difference is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the more you grow in him, the more you become like him. In James 1, it says, if you lack wisdom, ask. Let's not make this complicated. We're talking about teaching. If you were in a classroom and your math teacher told you to do this math equation, and you're looking at it going, huh? Would you not raise your hand and say, um, excuse me, I have a question. So the Lord is trying to teach us. You're confused. You don't understand. Lord, you're, you're telling me to teach what? Children? Really? I, I've never done that. Um, raise your hand. Lord, excuse me, I have a question. Are you sure you want me to do this? Like, you know he does because he's already told you that. But you just want to ask a question. Go ahead and ask. Lord, I've never taught children. I don't have a clue what I'm doing. That's okay. Ask for wisdom. He will equip you with what you need. Bottom line is in Luke 1, for nothing is impossible with God. You didn't think you could do it. How many times have you served the Lord in an area? Maybe you don't think it was perfectly done, but he told you to do this and you went and did it. And you went back and oh, I can't believe it. Did you, did you see me? I just, did you see that? I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe that. I, I'm shocked. I, I actually did that. Now, did you do it perfectly? Maybe in the eyes of those around you, we might've seen little things that maybe next time you can improve on, that's okay. We're all growing, We're all learning. We're all perfecting. Everything we do is to make us better. But, you know, if the Lord's hand is in it, the job that needed to get done, he didn't really need you to do it. He could have done it himself. He wants you to have the heart to serve him. He wants you to want to be used and he wants you to to just love everything he's telling you to tell somebody else. That's why we're here. Again, the the more you serve him and the more you grow in him, the more excited you get and the more you just want to share what Christ did for you. He will perfect things as you go along. The last verse that we went over was in 2 Timothy, and it says, preach the word, be ready in in season and out of season. In, in and out of season. That means sometimes we will be prepared and we'll have it all together. And then other times we're not going to be prepared, so to speak. We might not have notes in front of us and might not have the, the Bible in front of us or, you know, something to pull upon, but it's the scripture that you've, you've memorized and it's in your heart or a song that he's given you or a thought he gave you and you were thinking of meditating on something last night in your devotion and you're like, boy, that's kind of an odd verse. I never thought of that before. And then the next day something happens and you find you need to share that exact verse with someone. Little did you know you felt out of season, but you were really in season because that was an appointed time for you to share with someone. So how can you teach? Well first of all let's take the examples that God gave us in the way he taught. He taught in love. We reviewed all this last week. He taught with confidence. He taught all ages. He taught what he was called to teach. He knew he had a purpose. He knew he had a mission. He knew what it was. He needed to draw people back to him. He taught others to love and to know what the right thing is. He taught people how, he taught the men, he taught others how to teach in a practical way. The Lord was not in a perfect, he was not wealthy. He didn't come from a wealthy family. Mary and Joseph weren't these rich people and born in a palace and, you know, lived a royalty life. He was just an ordinary man walked by foot, didn't have a limo taking him from here to there, didn't have all the perfect perfect Bible, the perfect version, the perfect everything. He didn't have the perfect church with the perfect pews. He just went out and did what he was told to do. His father told him, I want you to go here. He went there. His father said, walk here. He walked there. He taught in such a powerful way that before he even entered the gates of a city, as he was entering, people wanted to touch the hem of his dress. Can you imagine being so, so unique and special that as you walked in the room, people just wanted to touch you, just because they wanted to? I touched the hand of. Are you drawing people that much to you because they want to? What What is it you have? I want that. They can remember the teacher I talked about last week. She taught the subjects of my career so well, I could taste it. I, I, if I could have moved my chair up to next. To her in front of her desk, I would have done that. She drew me in. I was so excited to learn my career. I could not wait to dive into it. Our people, when they see you, is your personality so mag so magnetic that they're just drawn to you? What is it that she's got? What is it that I want to learn? What she has, I want to sit next to her. I want to just get everything I can from her. That's what the Lord did. He drew people into himself. We should be drawing people into ourselves so that they would want to learn what we have to teach them. All of the teachings that the Lord did was eternal. Everything he did, it was not surface just here on this earth. There were things he taught to be practical in how to teach, but the ultimate goal was to bring people to salvation. They needed to know that they needed the Lord in their life they needed to know that they were sinners and they were dying and going to hell they needed to know this and this is all that the Lord wanted to teach the disciples is listen go teach go teach I don't care if you you're on a fishing boat and you're teaching or if you're in the synagogue and you're teaching or if you're in a picnic ground and you're teaching teach the fact that they need the Lord The Lord looked at the gifts and abilities that they had and their personalities and their uniquenesses. We're all going to teach in a different way. So how do we turn this into something practical? How do we relate to each other? And you're saying, I'm telling you, I can't teach. Nobody would ever listen to me. I I beg to differ. I think the longer you trust in him and the more you grow in him, you will find that God has areas for you to teach in. First of all, bottom line, there's a, I can't think of the scripture. I think it's in Timothy. Please forgive me if it's not, but you can look it up. Where it says the older should teach the younger. There's always someone older and there's always someone younger. You know, we don't always want to admit we're getting older, but there's always somebody younger than us that you can teach. You know, when I needed to teach my kids math, And they were struggling with fractions or they were struggling with counting, you know, at different ages. I homeschooled when my kids were younger and I would teach them baking. And so we'd bake a cake and I'd say to them, oh, I need to have a cup of milk. Can you get me a cup of milk? And they'd get the milk. And and I would purposely hide my measuring cup that was one cup. And I'd say, I can't find my measuring cup. I have a quarter of a cup though. So... Now I need one cup of milk, so how many, how many of these quarter cups do I need that would equal one cup? And I would teach them, oh, oh, four of those equal one cup. Man, I'm so glad. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. And I would encourage them that, thanks for showing me that. And then they would pour one. They would pour two. They'd pour three. They'd pour four. We practiced counting. We had four equals one whole. They just learned fractions. What was I teaching them? Was I teaching them to bake a cake or was I teaching them something else? But I turned it into a practical lesson. If you're older and you're teaching younger, you might not be a preacher. You might not be the lead pastor of your church and be the one to get behind that pulpit. Maybe you won't even be the youth leader and head up the the local youth group. You know, maybe you're not a Sunday school teacher. These are all things that you can do in the church. But maybe you could invite one of the young people over to your home and say, hey, I'm going to bake Christmas cookies this year, and I could use some help. I wanted to bake cookies for some of the people in the church. Would you like to come? They probably might look at you like you're crazy, but that's okay, and bring them over. Now, are you really teaching them how to bake cookies, or are you going to use that as your practical way of teaching? While you're, while you're teaching them, okay, we're going to make these cookies and we need to use butter and maybe a little molasses and some cinnamon and we're going to pull these ingredients together. While you're doing something practical with them, maybe share with them as you're mixing the bowl. You know, I was reading my Bible this morning and God gave me a great verse. Have you ever read and quote the scripture? And Yeah, the Lord really spoke to me about this area and just keep mixing and making those cookies. By the end of the day... What have you taught that young person? Did you teach them a new verse maybe they never read? Did you teach them a a biblical truth that maybe they never thought of before? Did you teach them how to bake cookies? Yes, did you teach them how to serve? Absolutely, because you're gonna serve the people in the church. Did you teach them how to be kind, maybe in your words? Did you teach them about the Lord? So you don't have to be a teacher behind the pulpit you can be a teacher in many, many ways. You know, and my dad used to tell me, and, and I cringe sometimes when you think about, I went to the grocery store and I was annoyed. I'm online and I'm annoyed. And my expressions on my face are annoyed. My dad used to say to me, you might be the only Bible somebody ever reads. What are you teaching people on a daily basis about your life? Are you teaching them consistency? Are you teaching them truth? Are you teaching them that you, what you say you believe is what you really believe? Are you teaching them that there's something out there called hope? Hmm. Hope for today. How many people do you know that are lacking hope? They have nothing, absolutely nothing. Are you teaching them by the way you walk and the gestures you make and the things you do with your hands and the places that your feet take you to and the pages of a book that you flip through and the way you act in a supermarket, the way you act when you order food at a restaurant and they screw up your order. Are you kind with your words? Are you teaching others around you that they made a mistake, we need to rectify this? Absolutely. But are you teaching people that there's something different in your life that they are drawn to you and they want what you have. Many of us um, have the gift of teaching. We've talked about some are more on the heavier side of pastoral leadership type of teaching. I'm sure Billy Graham did not start preaching at three years old. I'm sure at 10 years old, he wasn't preaching behind the pulpit and thousands were coming to the Lord. That happened over time. People invested in his life. Read this story of Billy Graham as to how he even got saved and who was the person that invested in his life and who was the person that taught him about the Lord. That's all we're doing is we want to teach people about the Lord. We're not talking about getting a professional degree in teaching. You just want to share the Lord. If you took out the word teach and you put the word share, it might lighten it a little bit. But Billy Graham had to grow in the Lord. And even in his, if you want to say professional career as a pastor, teacher, when he started out and where he ended up, he grew, he grew and the Lord just grew him. The more he studied God, God's word and the closer he drew to the Lord, he grew as a person. You know, you might not be in that setting of pastoral role, like I said, or a leader of a group or some sort of leadership in the church. But some of you can teach through your writing. You know, um, there were men that wrote books of the Bible, they were gifted in writing. But those writings, as I read the book of Psalms or I read the book of Revelation, or I read the book of John, or I read the book of Genesis. I can be taught through that writing. Did you ever think that your writing could be a teaching tool? Maybe you're really gifted at writing. Maybe you need to start writing. Maybe you can write a track. Maybe you can write lessons. Maybe you can write a book. Maybe you can write for a a blog. Maybe you could write for, I'll leave that open and ask the Lord, Lord, I'm really gifted In writing, I'm very good at this, and I want to use it for you. Ask him. He will direct you. Maybe you can do what I'm doing, a podcast. Maybe you're uncomfortable sitting in front of people, but sitting at a camera where you don't have to see faces, maybe you'd be more comfortable and gifted with that. I don't know. Ask the Lord. There are so many social outlets out there, Facebook and other options, and and I know some people are like, oh, I don't want to use all these. Listen, this is where we are today. The season that we're in, these things are readily available. If you don't understand how to use them, go talk to someone who wanted some of the young people in the church and say, hey, I really am gifted in this area, and I'd like to get it onto social media. I want to start being used by the Lord. I can guarantee you there would be some young people that would be all excited to share their wisdom and their knowledge with you on how you can use your gifts and in turn you're teaching them they're helping you and together as a church we're getting the love of Christ out there and drawing people back to him what are the ways can you teach you tell me leave a comment below I'd love to know maybe avenues that I didn't even think about you know the gift of teaching a lot of times we think as a preacher or a teacher at the church, a Sunday school teacher, It's not always the case. And it's not always in the church. You know, our walk is a personal walk with the Lord. Our ministry is a personal ministry with the Lord. When he calls us to do something, sometimes it's in a uh, leadership role in the church, and sometimes it's our own private ministry out of our home. There's things that we can teach all the time. The world that we're in right now, we need good leaders. I don't think I need to tell you, the state that the world is in, not just the United States of America, all across the world, we need good leaders. But good leaders come from good teachers and by good examples. Anyone that is a good leader had good training. I don't know how many pastors that you could hear and they'll say, when I went to school and my professor told me this, or. When I had a Sunday school teacher, that Sunday school taught me this. My mom and dad taught me things growing up and that has made me who I am today. We need good teachers to make good leaders. If you're older, you can put older as to whatever age you wanna classify that as. Find a younger person than you that you can help raise up to be a good leader in church, to be a good leader in their home to be a good leader in their community, to be a good leader in this country. In this world today, we need hope. We need help and we need hope. Help comes from the Lord and so does hope. Our job is to share salvation in the form of teaching. Teaching comes in so many ways, shapes and forms. Don't put it into a box. Don't just say, I can't, I can't teach. You know, you might be teaching Sunday school and teaching adults, and it feels awkward and weird, and I, I just can't get my point across. But you were so excited, you felt you had the gift of teaching, and you dove into this class because it was an opening. That's a good thing. But have you been listening to that whisper from the Lord, and He's saying, You're doing a good job. I want you to teach, but I need you over there. If you're diving into something, because you're excited. That's a good thing. But keep listening to the Lord as you're teaching. Maybe you're in the wrong setting. Maybe it's not adults. Maybe you need to be teaching children. And all of a sudden, as you listen to the Lord, and the next Sunday you go to church and they say, hey, we're looking for a children's ministry teacher. And then you go and you switch gears and you're now teaching children and you're flourishing. The kids are drawn to you. The kids are excited to see you and, and your messages are getting across. There you go. Maybe you're teaching kids, and your kids are driving you nuts. But you still feel you have the gift of teaching. Well, then ask the Lord. Lord, am I in the right place? If you want me to teach these kids, equip me with what I need. But He might say, "I want you to teach, but over here to these people." And maybe it is to a people that you don't want to teach. You know, it's not always He spoke to people. I'm sure He didn't feel on the human side, comfortable with, or maybe he would have chosen to be with. There are going to be people we don't like. We don't feel like we fit in with out of season. We're going to be called to do it. You still do what God said in season and out of season. I want to challenge you today. I always in my heart of hearts feel that if God has allowed you to hear a message, there's something in it for you. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. But the gift of teaching is not just for certain people. It's for all people. If you've accepted the Lord as your Savior, He has a purpose and a plan for your life. And one of those things is to give hope to a dying world. We need to teach people, we need to share with people the love of Jesus Christ, and that they need to accept Him as their personal Savior. How you teach, how you go about it, it might be through baking a cake or it might be behind the pulpit. That's between you and the Lord. I can't tell you that, but he certainly can. If you are lacking wisdom today, ask. If you need direction today, ask. If you need to have a sense of purpose, ask. If you know you've been slacking off and you've been putting off what he's been nudging you to do and to teach in any form or shape, Today is the day to make it right with him. We know truth. We know hope. We know the end of the story, and it is our job to share that while we're living here on the earth. Thank you so much for coming over today and visiting me on the podcast. Leave a comment below. Leave me some words of encouragement. Tell me how God is using teaching in your own life. I'd love to hear from you, and we'll see you next week.